So as we enter into this new year, you may have seen uh, already or you may have seen in years past uh, a trend of people who pick words for the year, the word that they're going to live under for that year. So some of them I've seen, I've seen people pick the word joy or the word hope or the word transform. They want to become a new person in 2023. Uh, The word peace. Uh, I've seen a couple of people pick four-letter words that we can't say in church uh, to be their words of the year, and I guess that's one way to, to do it. You've also seen people who are picking resolutions, right? Like we make these resolutions, whether we want to lose weight or we want to read more books, quit smoking or drinking, and maybe, just maybe, resolving to go to church a little more regularly. I hope, I hope that there are some out there that, that have done that. Resolutions are challenging. It's, it's something to achieve or something to become. Words that we pick are invitational to, to move into a different version of life, a, a better version of life. But rarely do I hear someone who picked a word at the beginning of the year and who then at the end of that year pronounces that that word manifested, right? Like, Usually you don't hear that. I didn't see too many people yesterday saying my word of the year was hope and I come to the end of 2022 and I was more hopeful today than I was on January 1. I, I, maybe it was out there. I just, I just don't usually see that. By fe- about February, it seems like most people have forgotten their word. The person who picked the word patience is the same one who is yelling at other drivers out on the road. And, and maybe that might have been me this last year. They fall by the wayside, and, and we know resolutions are kind of the same way, right? Like, you go to the gym on January 3rd or January 4th, and it's packed, and by, by March 1st, it's like a ghost town again, right? The words of invitation are not fully realized, and the resolutions of challenge are usually not achieved. And I wonder if it's because we tend to do one without the other. We focus on the invitation without the accompanying challenge of what it will take to respond to that invitation. Or we accept the challenge without a vision for life to which we are being invited. And oftentimes, whether it's a word or a resolution, an invitation or a challenge, what we pick is, is arbitrary because it sounds good because we see other people choosing that word or accepting that resolution. Something we think we should have to be or we should have to do or become, but it doesn't really map to the best versions of us, the version that God created us to be. The pattern of Jesus is to calibrate both invitation and challenge. A word of invitation to his version of life and a challenge of resolution regarding the path to get there with the promise that he is always with us by way of the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide and to comfort and to convict. Christ's presence is always with us, inviting us and challenging us. 
The recurring theme of all of the readings that we've heard this morning is of a God who could not imagine being God without the restoration of God's creation. You and me and the the world that we lived in, God could not imagine being God without us. And God's method of restoration was incarnation. God becoming one of us, God becoming like us to live among us, to heal us and to love us and to die for us and to rise again for us, to cast a vision for a community of restoration that would go long after Christ's return to the Father, a community that would provoke life, a community that would change the world. We don't really understand how God, the omnipotence of God works, but God could, did not or could not wave a magic wand to bring about that restoration. God did not or could not demand that restoration to happen via divine edict. It's just not how it played out. Perhaps God chose to become human, to to move into the neighborhood, as the message translation of this gospel reading says, because the process of restoring creation involves both invitation and challenge. And the only way to calibrate both is through incarnation, Jesus with us in the flesh. Many of you know that I'm in the process of of writing a book, and some of you have asked when that book would be done, and believe me, I cannot wait to have an answer for you on that, because I cannot wait for this thing to be done. I'm I'm targeting a a February publication, and now that I've said that out loud, you all, that's my uh, my word and my resolution, so now you all have the, the freedom to hold me accountable to that. This thing I'm doing, It would not have been sustainable if it came to me simply by way of challenge. Like if I would have made a resolution at the beginning of the year to say, I feel like writing a book this year, it wouldn't have worked. The publication of the version of life that that, that I believe Jesus came to bring, this true, full, authentic life, this vision that, that, that I'm writing about, it would not have been achievable either if it was merely a word that I was invited into. If, if I would have just said, you know, I'm going to live under this banner of provoke life this year, because that just sounds nice. That wouldn't have worked either. It has taken both the invitation and the challenge of the Holy Spirit and those who are assisting me to get to that, this point where it's, it's within reach, this thing that, that I felt God calling me to do. I don't know who God is calling you to be. I don't know what God is calling you to become in 2023. I hope to have the opportunity to discern that with you and for us to discern that together. But I do believe in your life that Jesus is calibrating both invitation and challenge. A word about the version of life that is available to you and a resolution for how to get there. And it will take both 
for Jesus's will for your life to take hold. So, so how do you receive and respond to that? On Christmas Eve, I announced a, a 21-day season of prayer that we would start this year. And you saw Laura reference during the kid message, these prayer guides uh, for, for each day. And, and we also passed out a candle that, that as you pray daily, you can light that candle as a reminder of Christ's light within you that pushes back the dark. Now, if you weren't here on Christmas Eve or if you didn't grab one, we do have extras. Make sure on the way out that, that you grab a candle, grab a booklet if, if you did not get to have one of those. But we're going to start the year off on the right foot, right? Like how many times do we set a resolution and day one we don't do it and then we just chuck it? right? That happens. So we're going to make sure, at least for this, that that's not going to happen to, to those of you who are here, those of you who are worshiping online. And those of you listening to the podcast uh, after, after the sermon today, you can do this as well. So we're going to practice the process of this prayer season together. We're going to pray through day one today, okay? So the day one scripture is also our beatitude for January, that we're, we're taking a beatitude each month and, and uh, processing through it. So this is our beatitude for January. Let's, let's say it together. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So with that in mind, I want you to prayerfully answer a few questions. So, so right now, wherever, wherever you're seated, I uh, would invite you just to adopt a posture of prayer, maybe bowing your head, closing your eyes, uh, maybe extending your hands with your palms up to receive from the Lord. Uh, you, you might even want to come down to your knees if, so long as you won't need help getting back up from them, as, as, as I know I might if I did that. So we're going we're gonna to do this. And in the prayer, the prayer guides, there are four questions for each day. So here's the first one, and I'm just going to give you about 30 seconds to reflect on this question. What is something from the last 24 hours you can praise Jesus for? So let's take about 30 seconds and just reflect on that. Okay, now the next question, again, with continuing to assume this posture of prayer. What is a regret you've been carrying that you need to give to Jesus? So take about 30 seconds and do that. The third question, what do you need to ask help for to more closely follow Jesus? Reflect on that.
And then the final question, what do you need to yield, change, or let go of? So perhaps this morning, answers came immediately to those questions. Perhaps not. Perhaps there wasn't clarity on some, and that's okay. The more you practice these questions, uh, if you take and commit each day to working through these questions, it doesn't take very long, uh, and and reflecting on them through the lens of whatever the scripture is for that day, the the answers will come more quickly. The... uh, and the resolution to whatever those prayers are will, will become more, more clear for you. And then at the end of the prayer is a prayer that we're all going to pray uh, together when we're individually doing this, but we'll also pray it together um, uh, this morning uh, on the screen. So let's pray this prayer together. Holy Spirit, continue to speak to us through the Provoke Life campaign and that we would be transformed by Jesus' vision for the church. Amen. So here's the, the invitation, the, the, the word for 2023 that I would, I would offer to you. And that word is relationship. Your relationship with God and with one another. That that would grow more deeply as a result of our shared commitment to prayer. But now here's the challenge, the, the resolution. That you would commit to this 21-day season of prayer. And I, and I believe that through that, we will begin to feast on the future that God has for us.